Well, we learned earlier this week that TransLink customers can now pay for their rides using debit cards on every bus and fare gate in Metro Vancouver. Previously, we were able to use credit cards along, of course, with your compass card, but now debit cards will also be an option. This makes TransLink the first transit agency in Canada to fully integrate contactless interact debit payments system-wide. And this comes about, of course, with the cooperation of the folks at Interact. Here to talk more about it and Trends for 23 is Andrew Yablonovsky. Mr. Yablonovsky is the Associate Vice President, Portfolio Strategy and Growth with Interact, joining us this morning from Toronto. Andrew, good morning. Thanks for joining us, sir. Good morning, Sterling. Nice to hear from you. Well, it's good to have you on the show. You did uh, quite a lot of surveying. You do a lot of surveying. It's a big part of what you do at Interact, staying on top of trends and consumer uh, sentiment. And you uh, were able to cooperate with TransLink on integrating debit cards into their system based on the results of a survey which showed in significant numbers consumers going, yeah, sure, why not? Tell us more about the survey process. Sure, I would love to. Um, maybe I can start off um, and, and kind of give you, paint a bit of a picture and give you a bit of a background of how this all came about. Okay. So, uh, uh, open loop payments, this simple concept, as you mentioned, of tapping your debit card or credit card of choice um, at a point of entry to, to a transit system is certainly something that we've seen grow in adoption and popularity around the world. Mm-hmm. So, although it's a relatively new concept for Canadians, it, it, it has been, you know, around the block, as we, you know, if you, if you, if I can so say. Um, if we look at a place like um, London, England, for example, where Transport for London has had open payments available for their customers for nearly a decade now, okay. um, it has now become the dominant payment option. So, more than sixty percent of their customers choose the open payment method over other fare types, whether that be cash or, or as you said, a closed loop uh, solution as an example. And so it, 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 uh, it certainly helped us uh, when we, when we look back here to the Canadian market uh, to begin these conversations with industry. Um, our, our surveys, you know, we conduct those every few years here in Canada to better understand what Canadians think is working well for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are areas of opportunity where we can improve? So, so this was a natural um, you know, evolution, if you will, of, um, of of our technologies to enable consumers to tap uh, in transit. Um, when we think about debit, um, you know, our primary role as a payment network is is to provide the support to transit agencies like TransLink and their partners uh, to bring these capabilities to their customers. So, you know, here we are today. It's uh, finally real and live in in Vancouver, and we're excited uh, for what's to come ahead. Interesting. Andrew, one of the words, one of the adjectives that pops up in all of your descriptive uh, material in terms of the explanation of the survey on your website and so on, the adjective contactless comes up a lot. Has this priority, this whole notion of contactless, has this become more urgent in the wake of the pandemic, or were we always kind of contactless oriented ah uh, an excellent uh, an excellent point in question so uh, f- first off you know uh, 97% of canadian adults and i would say most teenagers likely as well have a debit card in their wallet already sure. right or, or or on their mobile phone and uh, with that technology came the introduction of contactless as well and uh, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, I think there's a two-part uh, answer here. Pre-pandemic, we were about 50% uh, 
uh, of our volume was contactless. And Canadians were already using it, adopting it. The security and the safety was proving itself out. We were able to raise limits on, on those cards, and, and, that, and that was helping, um, helping the market move. Uh, as we fast forward through the pandemic to 2023 now, um, about 70% of all of our transactions are now contactless transactions. Uh, so really accentuating the fact that Canadians are comfortable with, with this technology and this being a, you know, a, a requirement for, for transit agencies to ensure that seamless, frictionless consumer experience, it, it makes it very compatible with, uh, with, with what we now have in place. Interesting stuff. Now, 82%, according to your most recent survey, 82% of us bring a bank card with us wherever we go. So that's a, that's a pretty big number. Well, in addition to convenience in transportation and transit systems and so on, what other uh, issues or areas of activity are Canadians telling you through your surveys, Andrew, that they would appreciate more debit access to that they don't have currently? Mm, uh, again, <laughs> good question, Sterling. What I, what I can say is, and I think this is true for um, uh, for all uh, Canadians is when we give customers more choice, more payment choice, um, they will uh, they will spend more, they will use their uh, product more. And so um, creating that uh, facility for them to, to have that frictionless experience, you know, uh, payments is not something that needs to be sexy. It needs to be convenient. And it needs to be frictionless. Um, and, and, and much of the innovation focus today is really about making that ex- experience, the payment component of the experience, fade into the background. Um, Canada was, you know, quite an early adopter of, of the chip and pin technology, which has, which has allowed us to now kind of expand this capability to areas um, such as transit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to highlight just, just for, for your listeners that, you know, a, a, a lot of work goes into into something like this. And so I think credit is due to TransLink and their partners here uh, as well a little bit, even though the actual experience is quite simple to understand. You tap your card and you go. Sure. Um, behind the scenes, um, this is a journey that's uh, taken us several years to get through, and it required both regulatory and technical changes, uh, not just at TransLink, but also at all of the financial institutions in Canada to enable this new technology. You know, this idea of when you tap your card um, at point of entry, you may not be charged anything at the beginning. You will act, your fare will actually be calculated upon exit. Right. And so, you know, normalizing that and making it compatible with um, with, with with your bank account and how that's charged, knowing that you know your debit account is something that needs to remain safe and secure and needs to have um, those tools in place that allow Canadians to trust that it will work and you will not be charged extra. That's that's where a lot of the the work goes into behind the scenes to make it all happen. And, and I think it's important for, for folks to understand that and, 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 and trust that it'll work as, they, as it should. Sure. Interesting stuff, too. Now, is it safe to say that once TransLink and the door is now open for transit systems like Vancouver, is it safe to say that the TTC in Toronto and Halifax and Montreal and Calgary and other major Canadian centres are going to go this route and probably pretty quickly? You know, I, I won't speak for all of the transit agencies and their timing, but I do think it's fair to say that 
all of the major transit agencies in Canada have expressed interest, uh, you know, and their desire to introduce open payments as part of their fair collection strategies. Sure. I will hi- I will highlight that, you know, in Toronto back in 2021, uh, Metrolinx did um adopt open payments on the Up Express, which is the link between Union Station and the airport here in the city. Um, that implementation has gone uh, without a hitch. Customers are, are already using it, and, um, and we're looking forward to and excited to see when Metrolinx expands it across, the, across their entire footprint here in the Greater Toronto and Hamilton area. Interesting stuff. Andrew Yablonovsky, thanks very much for doing this with us this morning. Great to have you on the program, and uh, good to know that convenience is the, is the bottom line, and it's already working in Vancouver. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Sterling. Have a nice day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.